What's up, beautiful people, and welcome to She Prays First Podcast. I am Janiah, your host, internet bestie, and sister in Christ. The purpose of this podcast is to help you deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ and become rooted in the Word of God. Each week, we will deep dive into some interesting topics, analyze Bible passages, and have some amazing conversations with guests along the way. I pray that God uses this podcast to help us all gain a deep craving and desire to learn, love, and live His Word so that we can be able to experience the fullness of His peace, mercy, and grace. So pull up a seat, turn up the radio, headphones, or whatever you're listening on, and let's get into it. Okay, guys, I'm literally so excited about this episode of the podcast, and part of me feels like I'm probably going to say that on every episode, but seriously, this one is extra special because joining us today, we have the one, the only, my boyfriend, Jalen. And so, you guys, when I thought of today's episode, immediately I was like, yeah, he needs to be on this one because if Transformed by God was a person, it would literally be him. And so, just to top things off, he recently started his online ministry, so that's just great. But anyways, Jalen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Janiah. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks. <laughs> okay, so first off, I absolutely love your online ministry. The Bible study and the live stream are now officially engraved into my weekly schedule. But for those of the listeners who don't know you or are unfamiliar with your ministry, kind of just share with us your testimony and how this online ministry really came to be. Yeah, so just to kind of give a brief summary, I was addicted to porn and to weed for many years of my life and I was a very judgmental hypocritical lukewarm Christian for most of my years and so God put me on a crossroads one day where I just let go of the porn let go of the weed and he delivered me from that addiction right then and um, since then it's just been an ongoing journey to be like Jesus and you know the ministry has came from that Okay. Wow. That's, that's amazing. And so just before we really get into the podcast, I thought this would be pretty cool to kind of just do like a little icebreaker. So what is your favorite anything right now? Whether it's music, something you bought on Amazon, just what's your favorite thing in your life right now? Well, I know it sounds kind of funny, but honestly doing work for the ministry, uh, God gave me the desire of his heart to touch people, touch people all over the world with his message. So that's honestly my favorite thing right now, besides working out. It's wow. You know what? That just, I feel like that's kind of going to make me sound bad when I tell y'all that my favorite thing right now is my sleep mask that I bought off Amazon. <laughs> so, um, anyways, so now you and I both know that trusting God's plan and purpose for your life is a very crucial part of having faith. But what are some things that you wish you would have known earlier on in your walk with Jesus? Uh, I wish I would have known that it's not going to be all spectacular fireworks kind of stuff. Usually when you're in the moments of your lowest and you think things aren't really going your way, then God is the closest to you actually. Well, he's always close, but those are the moments where he's actually right there in your presence. Usually you just have to reach out and completely trust him and give it all away. It's kind of like just walking on a bridge. I like to give this analogy. It's like walking off a cliff and God is just a bridge. You just have to trust God to make the steps each and every way. So that's kind of how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely big. And kind of what was your mindset towards the beginning, just surrounding being born again in general? It was honestly lonely because a lot of people that I knew were living in the world and I was trying to change them. But mostly it was lonely and just trying to really dive into God and for him to really use me and for him to really, you know, my goal has always been to reach people all over the world and be a leader. So praying for that constantly um, and just waiting for him to change me and just that process of becoming, being like Jesus, being more like Jesus is, um, yeah. 
Yeah, I definitely can agree that it does get lonely, especially when you're kind of just trying to navigate this new world that you're entering in as well. It does kind of get lonely. And at times it's like you're trying to help other people, but at the same time, you kind of still trying to figure it out. Like I know um, when I will listen to some other podcasts, um, I know this specific podcast I was listening to, I think it was the happy hour with Jamie Ivy, and she had Jackie Hill Perry on episode. And they both were kind of just talking about how um, when they were younger, like basically in their teenage years, they probably got saved or said the sinner's prayer about 17 times before, you know, they actually made that change and actually, you know, were born again. So I definitely thought that was pretty interesting. Um, and so there's actually a lot of confusion around the topic of being saved or being born again. I was doing some research and found the statistic. It says the number of Americans claiming to be born again has never been higher. Yet a poll taken among so-called born again Christians found that 28% believe that Jesus committed sins like other people while he lived on earth. And one third of those claiming to be born again also believe that if someone is good enough, they can earn a place in heaven. Now, we both have spent a good amount of time in our Bibles, so we know that these things are not true. But just to clarify for anybody out there who may have these misconceptions about Jesus and salvation, kind of walk us through what it really means to be born again. The Bible says those who, who, those who belong to God no longer make a practice of sinning or have a desire to sin. So if you are still claiming to be a Christian and you still have a desire to go out in the world and sin, whatever your pleasure might be, then you are not born again. And Jesus said, unless you're born again, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. And so for me, being born again is, for me, I no longer have the desire to watch porn, to smoke weed, to um, you know, have sex out of marriage, to judge people unrighteously, to be a hypocrite, all this kind of stuff. So it was until I had the desires of God's heart to see people saved until I understood that living a lifestyle of sin gets us to hell. And so just like you said, being born again is being born of the spirit and being born again to have our mindset and our lifestyle reflect how Jesus was. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And I feel like another big part of all of that comes right back around to the idea of just denying your flesh like daily because I don't think a lot of people understand like you're truly supposed to like be sick of your sin like your sin is literally basically supposed to make you want to throw up in your mouth when you think about it like we were just talking about this the other day how you know when because we're not perfect so on occasion we will you know mess up you know fall short like we do every day and so when those things happen I was telling you how I literally get so frustrated at myself when I sin or when I just you know like mess up or you know whatever and it's like it's normal but just that you know just that motivation or that want and need like to do better kind of is what's going to keep you close to Jesus and close to God at the end of the day like you can't you know fall to your sin and say oh well I guess like no you're supposed to you know do it and then get right back up because you know your flesh is going to give in every time but it's literally denying your flesh telling your flesh no this is what we're not going to do and getting right back to picking up your cross so yeah that's amazing and so one thing i've noticed about you is just how vocal and transparent you are with your testimony and i think that's so amazing because a lot of times people are ashamed or afraid to share their story but little do they know there are a lot of people out there who need to hear that story and just like wow someone else is really going through the exact same thing that i went through or that i'm currently going through so what would you say or like what would you say really gave you this boldness to always speak up and share what you went through and just how god has transformed you well, all glory to God that I was vocal and bold and transparent about 
living in sin. And even when I was in the world, I was always outspoken for what I believed in, even if I was wrong. So that's something that God has always blessed me with the ability to be. And now that I'm on God's side, he has given me the ability to be vulnerable about my testimony. And the Bible even says your brothers and sisters all over the world are going through the same kind of struggles and temptations that you are. So nobody is different. Nobody is exempt from being uh, tempted and from falling in sin. But the Bible says the, the righteous person may fall seven times, but will get up. But the ungodly will uh, fall to destruction the first time. So like you said, it's just about denying your flesh. And honestly, for me, it's just about how close can I be to God. And when you are born again, like the topic said, we are in due with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit allows us to be like Jesus. And for me now, it's like I can feel my flesh as a separate part of me being a born again Christian. I can feel the desire in me that just wants to sin, that just wants to go smoke another blunt, that just wants to watch porn and do stuff like that. Like It's just a separate part. And you have to notice that in order to realize, okay, this is not my own thoughts. This is just my natural sinful nature. Yeah, and that's that's huge because I know before I told before I kind of went on YouTube and like did my testimony video and stuff. For me, like when it comes to social media, because I used to follow a lot of people who would put everything out there and I know when I would see it I'm like you know we could have went without this information and so that's kind of how I originally felt about my testimony just like you know like who cares it, you know it really wouldn't hurt or harm or I mean hurt or help anybody if I did put it out or didn't put it out but little did I know it's so many other people who I later figured out were and are going through the exact same that I went through. And most of that, like I said, really came from fear, like fear of what everybody else would think, what the world would think. And so, of course, that's what the devil like wants to overcome you. He wants you to be scared of the world. So that way, like you'll be on shut up. And so it's just like, you know, even when I did come out with my testimony, there were a lot of people who were saying, you know, negative things. And that's when I really had to sit down and I had to open my Bible. I was reading my Bible. And I think the first verse that really came to mind was basically, you know, when Jesus was saying, um, like, basically, you know, the world is going to hate you because they hated me first but yeah so i was just like man it all makes sense it's like they hated jesus so if i love jesus why would they not hate me as well and so that's really when i kind of just you know had to let go and at that point i did like i really just stopped caring about what the world thought about me in general and another big part of that is like i was reading in the bible last night um i can't remember exactly which verse it was but i know i wrote down in my notes like fear god not man because the verse basically says, like, um, don't fear the man who can kill your flesh, but fear the man who can, like, send your soul to hell. So with that being said, all y'all can do is hurt something I'm supposed to be denying anyways, you know? So it's just like, you know, at least y'all can't hurt me for eternity because, you know, once this is all done, I got somewhere better to be. And so with that being said, that's when I really just learned, like, you really just have to deny your flesh and your flesh is a part of this world. And so with that being said, you really just have to deny this world. Like, yeah. Yeah, and that's honestly amazing. And uh, glory to God for that, because the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love and of a strong mind. So when the Bible says he has not given us a spirit of fear, this is another thing that is commonly misinterpreted is that demons are real and they live inside of people. And sadly enough, they live inside of a lot of Christians as well. And this fear, like you said, the devil uses that as a muzzle to shut Christians up from sharing what they need to what they need to speak up about. So 
the devil always wants you to be afraid of something that God wants you to do. Like when I first started street preaching, when I first started my, my online ministry, when I first started doing these things for God, I initially started with, oh, well, I'm feeling afraid right now. But God was just reassuring me, like literally in that moment, I can hear it clearly is that he was telling me, you're going to be afraid naturally. You're going to be afraid of what people think. But again, the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to overcome that. If Jesus did not have the Holy Spirit, he would not have died on the cross. He would have been scared and he would have ran away. That's being honest. But since he had the Holy Spirit, it gave him that supernatural strength to just be greater, to give his life on the line. And so that fear, like Janai said, will always keep you back. If you do not have the Holy Spirit, if you do, then you just need to deny that. Say the devil, the Lord rebukes you and just keep on moving. Yeah, and that's that's huge. And like these words that are read in the Bible that I literally probably say more than once or twice a day. And sometimes I do say it to my dogs and my sister and whoever else. But depart from me, I never knew you. Like if that don't make you like if that don't make you shake up inside, then I don't know what will but listen, I do not want to hear those words. And so with that being said, I literally like that's a constant reminder in my mind. And then another one is if you deny me, uh, what is it? If you deny me in this world or something like that, I will deny you in front of my father. Like, no, sir. Mm-mm, no. So <laughs> so with that being said, it's just like you always like you want to be on the good side of the winning team with that being said. And so it's just like I know it also says in the Bible anyone who anyone who is not against us is for us yes or any anyone who isn't for us is against us you know or vice versa like that's that's huge and so it's just like I like to make it loud and clear what team I'm playing for like I would never want anyone to be able to look at me and not know whose I am you know what I'm saying so it's just like I just always have to make it loud and clear and the world truly does want you to be wearing a muzzle but with that being said God did not make us to be silent about who he is and what he does in our lives. So, yep. And so, just to go ahead and like finish this episode off, what advice do you have for anyone who is just beginning in their walk? I would say you need to separate yourself from all of the sinful people and actions that held you down and had a stronghold on your life. And you need to truly ask God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit because that's the most important thing we can have as believers is the Holy Spirit. That relationship is going to take you much farther than anything else that you could ever imagine. So constantly asking God to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, fill you up, give you your calling and to just guide you in the right direction. And you have to have to separate yourself away from people that are still sinning because they will just continue to drag you down, and especially as a baby Christian. You're going to fall easily. I'm going to just say that right now. You're going to fall easily if you're still around people who are smoking and having sex and going to parties and doing all this wild stuff. You're going to fall. So you need to separate yourself. Stay in that word. Ray Comfort said it best. No Bible, no breakfast, no read, no feed. In the morning, you should uh, you wake up, pray, go brush your teeth so you know I'm staying breath and get in the Bible before you even eat. Read that Bible because that's what's going to carry you longer than, than you know, a, a couple of breakfasts. The Bible says we live not on bread alone, but on everywhere that comes from the mouth of God. So we live on God's word. Yes, we obviously need food to survive, but spiritually we will not live unless we have God's word in us. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And just to add on to everything that he said, I would definitely say it's almost what well, is mandatory that you truly just get into your Bible and get to know God, like pray and just ask God to reveal himself and get to know him like 
for yourself. A lot of people know God kind of through means of a third party via, you know, church or they know God through their parents, their grandparents stuff. But no, like there is great power in just knowing God through yourself like you just have to that's something that you have to do and that's why a lot of people today can so easily you know sit there and just think that god is just you know some person who's just trying to you know ruin their lives you know stop the fun just like oh no he wants me to do this he wants me to do that. i don't want to do that and so it's just like no like god is not here to stop your fun god is not here to ruin your life if anything god is here to give you life i know in romans 12 12 it says god's will for you is good pleasing and perfect so that's just one thing that I can say. Then, of course, a second thing would be just make sure that you're actually walking the walk and not just talking the talk when it comes to accepting Jesus Christ as your savior and just being a child of God in general. Yes. So on, on, along the lines of what Janai just said, when Jesus died on the cross for us to be born again and have new lives, he took the power of sin over us. He did not take the power away from the devil. The devil is still the God of this world. If you're still in this baby milk lukewarm phase and you're not all in for God and you're not serious, the devil is prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour, like the Bible says. So if you're not serious, the devil knows that he's smelling you like blood and you need to repent. That means change, take a 180 and change your mind about sin and get God's view of sin in our own eyes so that you will continue, you will truly walk this born again lifestyle yes and that literally just made me think of something that i read last night in um sadie robertson's devotional that i have and i can't remember but i know she was talking about like jonah and basically you can't kind of have do the word of god because then in that case your god's will for you is going to be half done like you're not going to be able to unlock god's full will for you if you can't even do your full responsibility with that said like so you can't really have serve god because in that in like you're cheating yourself you know what i'm saying so it's like you're cheating yourself just like with sports like your coach would say okay if you want to have do this drill then you're not gonna be able to you know have the full potential once you get on the court because you never did the drill correctly Perfect. so that's just a big thing and then you know just back to walking the walk y'all like literally like I said, like like we keep saying, just get into the Bible because it's so easy nowadays. I like just been on social media to just post a verse and go or read a little devotional and go. But no, it's it takes more than that. And it's like what you get out is what you put in. So if you want to give God this half effort, then don't wonder why God only gave you half of your reward. With that being said, if there is a reward for you. So, you know. That's huge. And then I guess the last thing for me that I would have to say about this is just continue to deny your flesh every day. Like me and Jalen were talking about, I think like yesterday, denying your flesh is an everyday thing. Like, you know, you can't just say, okay, it's Monday. I'm going to deny my flesh for the week. And you think you're going to be exempt for the week. Like, no, I have to wake up every day and say, girl, don't snap. No, don't do that. Don't say that. Don't go there. Don't wear that. It's just like, you know, it's a daily thing. Like I know um, what I compared it to when we were talking about it. Say like you're a parent and your kid wants this toy. A toy that you do not want to get for them, you're not going to get for them. But that kid is going to ask you for that toy each and every day. And so denying your flesh is you saying no, no, no every day, every single day. And so that's all I got on that. Jalen, do you have anything else to add? Yeah, just on that last point is some some Christians out here and somebody watching this needs deliverance. Like you are dealing with these constant things, depression, anxiety, fear, suicidal thoughts, lust, 
addiction. Some of you are constantly dealing with these things and you need deliverance. This is not something to be ashamed of. I had demons. Janiah probably had demons. Every Christian in the world had demons until we were delivered. So if you need deliverance, you know, hit me up, hit Janiah up and we can get that scheduled out for you because God does not want you to live with these demons in you because when you get them out, you will be able to live more freely in the world that God has for you. So yeah. Yeah, y'all, that was kind of like a shameless plug for his ministry there. So um, with that being said, if you want to go ahead and just tell the listeners where we can find you at on social media and just anything else that you would like to tell us. Yeah, so on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, I think you can find me on Jalen Ridges, J-A-L-E-N-R-I-D-G-E-S. You can check the link in my bio. We have we have um, scheduling for deliverance. We have uh, YouTube channels, several of them. And so, yeah. All right, and Jalen's ministry Instagram, because he forgot y'all, but Jalen's ministry Instagram is Truth and Love Talks. That's Truth, I N L U V, L U V Talks. And that's on Instagram. I'm not sure if they have a TikTok. Are y'all on TikTok? Okay. And so, yep, that's about it. But, anyways, y'all, thank you so much, Jalen, for joining us today. It was a pleasure having you. And I enjoyed this conversation. And I know some of y'all out there probably enjoyed this conversation. But anyways, thank you so, so much for coming, and we'll talk to y'all later. Yes, thank you for having me, Janelle. Bye. And so with all of that being said, thank you so, so much for tuning into this episode. If you would like to get to know me more and have more truth-filled, faith-based conversations, feel free to join me over on the She Prays First Podcast Instagram at She Prays First Podcast and on my personal Instagram at Janiah Aaliyah. And if you enjoyed this episode and you're loving this podcast as much as I am, please be sure to screenshot this episode and post it on your Instagram story and tag me. So thank you so, so much for listening to this episode of She Prays First Podcast and I can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye!